Welcome back to On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. A rich web of nonprofits serves young people in Baltimore, working in schools and neighborhoods to keep kids engaged in positive activities. We just heard from Maryland Secretary of Juvenile Services that the trend in youth crime is down here and nationally over the past decade. How are nonprofits that work with children contributing to that? Bree Hatch covers education for WIPR as a Report for America Corps member. Bree, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Some of your recent stories include a look at teacher pay in Baltimore City and a housing voucher program for low-income college students. You've also embarked on a series looking at the challenges and successes experienced by children and teens in our region as part of a collaborative journalism project. Tell us about this project. Yeah, so um, this is a collaborative journalism project with a bunch of local news outlets, um, including the Baltimore Banner, uh, Maryland Public Television, Morgan State University's student journalists are included, as well as wide-angle youth media. And our purpose is to dig into nonprofits that are doing the work on the ground um, to solve youth-related issues in Baltimore City. Right now, we're focusing on youth violence and looking at the nonprofits that are doing work to keep that downward trend going downward. And the collaboration is supported by the Annie E. Casey Foundation, too. Your first story looked at Elevate Baltimore, a nonprofit that's partnered with 20 city schools. Let's listen to your report. Alexandria Warwick greets students at Arendelle Elementary School as they file into the gym. How was school? Like Arendelle Elementary, each Elevate After School site begins with dinner, followed by academic support and enrichment activities. These can differ from school to school, Warwick said. The goal is to keep students in school buildings and out of danger. When young people don't have opportunities that are engaging, they're going to vote with their feet and they're going to be on the street. A recent report by the Department of Juvenile Services showed an uptick in youth crime over the past two years, but a continued decline from data 10 years ago. Elevate services are sometimes limited by transportation and space shortages, but Warwick says their success comes from deep-rooted community relationships. I spoke with Elevate's director, Alexandra Warwick-Adams, a few months ago about South Baltimore Adult High School, an opportunity for adults to earn their high school diplomas. You were focused on Elevate's outreach to children. What does that outreach look like? So it's mainly an after-school program partnered with 20 schools across the city. Um, So the typical schedule is the students file in after their school day. They get supper um, for the first hour. Then they have enrichment activities, which vary from school to school based on what the kids are interested in. Um, So at um, Arendelle, for example, it was soccer, but there were also art classes going on at the same time and dance. Then they also have some academic support after that. So help with homework, tutoring, the whole works, whatever the kids need. You also spoke with Federico Adams, the principal of Youth Opportunity Academy in Santan Winchester. What does he see as the benefits of his school's partnership with Elevate? Principal Adams speaks a lot about how Youth Opportunity was the first alternative high school um, that had access to Elevate's after-school programming, which basically just means that it's um, for older students or just any student that is not pursuing a traditional timeline for an educational path. Um, So for him, he said that having these after-school programs are just really key to keeping these students engaged um, and feeling like people care about their educational experience and that they have access to things that students at regular 
high schools do across the city. So he mentioned that the students themselves get to decide what programs they want to have. And because they're older students, they are much different than what the elementary school kids want. So they had classes about drones, for example, or just other sort of technology-oriented classes. What are some of the barriers hindering Elevate's ability to expand? Alexandria Warwick Adams, she talked a lot about um, how because Elevate operates in school buildings themselves, the program is not really able to go longer than its three-hour deadline. Um, And a lot of parents work schedules that necessitate having their kids in after-school programs longer than 7 p.m. And along that same vein, the program is also limited to the facilities and resources within the school building. So that's a big barrier that she mentioned. And of course, funding is always a barrier for nonprofits such as Elevate, too. That's WIPR education reporter and Report for America Corps member Bree Hatch. On the record on WIPR, I'm Sheila Cast. We're talking about their reporting on nonprofits that serve youth in the Baltimore area. Another program you looked at is Unlimited Potential, also in West Baltimore. It was founded by a former teacher, Hanif Hardy. What motivated him to start this program? So Hanif Hardy was a teacher um, at the elementary school that's actually right across from where he runs his program now. Um, And he told us a story about how he had a student whose um, mother had passed away and he, you know, gained knowledge of this. And this student just seemed like he needed extra support. And Hardy had also lost his mother recently as well. So he started just hanging out after school with this one student, serving as sort of a mentor to him. But you know, that student brought friends and eventually the program just kept growing. Um, so he decided to make it official in 2020 and make Unlimited Potential a nonprofit. Let's listen to your profile of Unlimited Potential. Hardy doesn't just guide the students who attend his program. He joins in the fun. It's a Monday afternoon and representatives from Youth as Resources, a student-led leadership group, are talking to Unlimited Potential members about how to fund their own change-making projects. Connections like this are key to Hardy's strategy. He doesn't have a lot of money, he says, but he does have resources. It all starts with the resources that come in the community because everybody has something to bring to the table. This is the first year Unlimited Potential will partner with a Baltimore City school to boost local impact. Tell us a bit more about what Unlimited Potential does. So Unlimited Potential is definitely still in its growing phase, um, but at its core, it is an after-school program focused on connecting kids in this one school community, specifically with larger nonprofits that are at work in Baltimore City that can help them accomplish the goals that they want to accomplish. What do you think Unlimited Potential and Elevate have in common about their approach to keeping young people in Baltimore safe and engaged? I think they both operate from the idea that, you know, giving students engaging opportunities that they sort of design themselves or um, pitch and propose themselves um, is a surefire way to keep them engaged in the school day, for one, um, and also keep them in a safe space after school um, to direct their energy source towards these projects that they want to accomplish as opposed to being left to their own devices out in the streets of of Baltimore City. What's the next nonprofit you're going to be looking at? Just yesterday, I was at Hollabird Middle School in Baltimore County, and they are hosting the um, ESOL Mobile Intake Center, which is 
a school bus that the county launched to meet the needs of bilingual students that are just coming to Baltimore County schools um, and need to be tested to see what kind of second language services they need when they're in the school buildings. A lot going on. Bree, thanks for telling us about it. Of course. <laughs> Bree Hatch covers education for WIPR as a Report for America core member. At the On the Record page at WIPR.org, we have links to Hatch's reporting as well as other stories from the Baltimore News Collaborative. I'm Sheila Cast. Glad you're with us on the record. Join us again tomorrow. <laughs>